Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Tuesday, July the 3rd, one day away from our nation's birthday. Uh, just as a program reminder, this show uh, will replay tomorrow. We will be closed uh, tomorrow in observance of the 4th of July holiday. Uh, so if you need to get your business taken care of, make sure you get it taken care of uh, today. Uh, got a great, great show lined up for you. Uh, as promised, we are going to do uh, Rob Kirby today. Uh, it was such a great piece. By the way, I used the archive feature on our website today. Fantastic. Uh, All American Gold is the website the phone number, 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. And, of course, the physical delivery of gold and silver wealth insurance. It is what we do. Nobody does it better than us. Not only do we got great prices, not only do we got a great radio program, not only do we have the best website in the business, we also have great programs like our medals program. Of course, as you know, uh, June was the end of the second quarter. Uh, we have we have started shipping. It's been uh, it's minimal. The majority of the medals plan will go out next Monday and Tuesday because uh, Wendy really is the one that handles uh, the medals program with me. And because of the holiday and the way things got scheduled, and, and nobody nobody likes to ship around the holiday times because you don't want that stuff hanging around in the post office. Uh, so, uh, well, we should be we'll be done with it by by the end of next week. But uh, most of it will go out uh, next week, and and we should probably be Wendy's looking at me. I don't want to overpromise, but we should be done by next week. Yeah, that, that's reasonable. That's fair. Uh, so all of you medals plan people, by the way, what a great program. You know, it's a great way to do a couple of, of different things. If, if you don't have a 401k, it's a great way to save. Uh, if you want to save in addition to your 401, because, uh, you know, let's face it, you're going to need whatever you think you're going to need, you might as well just triple it, because that's what inflation is doing. The devaluation of the United States currency is upon us. Uh, whether we want to admit it or, or not, uh, the metals program, a great way to get involved. You can do it with as little as $100 a month. There is no maximum, so you can do as much as you like. But you have to do at least $100 a month. You get four physical deliveries a year. You know, you just keep putting it away. Put it away, and you put it away, and you put it away. Uh, and you know what? You, you look up 5, 10, 15, 20 years later, uh, you're going to have one whale of a portfolio. Uh, so if you want to sign up for that, July starts the next quarter here at 800-951-0592. Apparently, everything in the world has changed, well, at least as far as gold goes. Uh, gold's up $16. Yep, you heard that right, $16. $1,258. Silver's up 25 cents at $16. The Dow, uh, boy, it looked like it's going to have a big day, and now it's come all the way. The Dow's uh, getting ready to go negative. NASDAQ's already negative. Uh, the Dow right now is up nine points. Uh, we got a lot of things to cover uh, today. We're going to focus in 
on on Kirby's interview on USA Watchdog. It was on our site yesterday. Well, we're, we can't play the whole thing, but we're going to play the big pieces of it. Uh, we're going to just a a very very telling piece about what's really happening. A huge chasm of divide between Germany and the United States. Uh, obviously, Germany, the main player in the Euro, uh, a, a lot of it centering around U- UBS. Uh, and, and of course, or uh, it was it UBS? I don't want to, maybe I have the wrong bank. Uh, Deutsche Bank, I believe. We'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'm sorry. I'm just so rattled here because I've been working with these phone guys. By the way, shout out to Quest. They were here. They had a whole crew of people here all morning long. Uh, to try to get the issue with the static resolved. Pete and his guys did a great job. Right now we are static-free. There is one thing that I'm going to do on my end, uh, which we haven't done yet, uh, but but th- this show, uh, hopefully here in the very, very near future, we will be 100% static-free. But shout-out to those guys. Uh, they had their trucks out here and everything. Uh, we appreciate it very, very much, and hopefully we'll be able to be static-free from here on out. Uh, so I was tied up with them, but but talking about Germany, the United States. I tell you, to Vicky, one of our great listeners who happens to be uh, obviously she's got to be a big shot. She snapped her fingers. Uh, that's how powerful the Patriot audience is. Uh, she doesn't even live in Arizona, but she's a high up in Quest or CenturyLink. I think Quest CenturyLink. Sorry about that. And uh, she made some calls and got the ball rolling for us. So, Vicky, uh, much, much appreciated. Already a thousand percent better. Uh, and and having said that, but but Kirby's interview, man, talked about Volkswagen. Remember, remember Volkswagen with the diesel engines, and and they got hit with this massive fine, way above everybody else, and and how that really came about. Uh, what Germany thinks about U.S. treasuries, and then the state of the gold market. It's fantastic. We got all of that coming for you, uh, and, and, and it appears, I know we've been waiting for this bottom in gold. We knew it shouldn't be here. It's all a, all a fix, and, and Kirby actually addresses this as well. Uh, and, and so it's going to be great. It's going to be a great show. The show will play again tomorrow. Uh, then we'll be back on Thursday. Uh, so make sure uh, you get your, your business taken care of. we got a couple of great specials we're going to give out as well. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be right back after the break. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, we're going to go quick because I want to get everything in. Uh, so, so we've got a, a several different clips, all from the same thirty-some-odd-minute interview that Kirby did on USA Watchdog. If you want to listen to the whole thing, uh, go out to allamericangold.com and go to the archives for July, and just start scrolling down. Uh, it was actually on yesterday's site, so July the second, uh, and you can listen to the whole thing in detail. Uh, but let's get right to it, Ramon. Let's let's get going. There's been a lot of news about Deutsche Bank, and why am I focusing on Deutsche Bank? I think it's the Lehman times 10 of the era right now. Uh, it's way bigger than Lehman Brothers. They had Lehman Brothers implosion caused the financial crash of 2008, and Deutsche Bank is eerily following the same pattern. 
and uh, you know they've been uh, they've been uh, they failed the stress test most recently. You go back, they have a huge twelve times loss, a huge massive off the Richter scale loss. Uh, before that, that they were put on a watch list, and I I called my friend Rob Kirby, who's an expert. An expert on derivatives, banking. He gets uh, gold uh, by the ton for his uh, clients. Uh, he's an analyst. Uh, he uh, has uh, KirbyAnalytics.com to ask him what's going on. Rob Kirby, what in the heck is going on with Deutsche Bank? They are. They look like they're either falling over a cliff or being pushed over a cliff. What's going on? Well, uh, my view about Deutsche Bank's predicament right now, uh, to me it's eerily similar to uh, the position that Morgan Stanley was in back in 2008-9, when Morgan Stanley's stock price had fallen down to around $5, and it's currently back up to $48. Uh, Morgan Stanley, in my view, was recapitalized uh, by the U.S. Uh, Treasury, uh, expressly the Exchange Stabilization Fund, um, and and this this deal was brokered through the New York Fed Trading Desk, where they recapitalized Morgan Stanley, who, in my view, in the time frame was was critic in my view anyway critically insolvent, and uh, uh, Morgan Stanley was basically a cadaver on the table that they reanimated. Uh, uh, you know, by injecting trillions of dollars of uh, derivatives into them, and and it basically reanimated them. Um, the the Deutsche Bank situation today, in my view, is more of an expression of uh, infighting between two regulatory regimes. Um, the Deutsche Bank answers to German regulators, specifically they answer to a group called Baffin, which is a fiercely independent regulator in Germany that basically started investigating uh, Deutsche Bank in the 2011-2012 timeframe when allegations had been circulating uh, all over the world that there was rigging of LIBOR or rigging of interest rates. And, and that drew the, the uh, Bundesbank, which is the German central bank, uh, into, into questioning the then uh, Deutsche Bank chairman. Uh, I believe the guy's name was Anshu Jane. And the German Bundesbank felt that uh, uh, Deutsche Bank chairman uh, Jane was being less than honest with them in, in direct questioning regarding um, let's just say interest rate rigging and, and anything that Deutsche Bank might have had to do with it. So the minute the, the, the minute the Bundesbank in Germany, the central bank, the minute they have an issue with one of their players in their financial uh, uh, landscape, they, they call in Baffin and then Baffin, once ba you, you get on the uh, radar of Baffin, uh, my, my view is that Baffin has been pretty much at the control of Deutsche Bank since probably 2012. And Baffin would have done investigations into more than interest rates because at the same time and concurrently with allegations of impropriety in the interest rate markets, there was also uh, a lot of allegations flying around about impropriety in the precious metals markets. And we saw basically once, once uh, uh, Baffin started investigating Deutsche Bank, we saw very quickly uh, in succession, 
We saw Germany ask for uh, uh, an accounting or an audit of their gold on deposit at the New York Federal Reserve, and the New York Fed uh, basically told them to get stuffed, and you cannot have a, have, a, have an accounting of your gold that we hold in trust for you. Um, and then that led to uh, very quickly Germany saying, well, if we can't if we can't audit our gold and see it, we'd just like to have it back now, please. And to which the Fed basically told them to get stuffed again. Um, and you see, this this is representative, in my view, of friction between uh, German interests and the American interests. The German interests are very aware of the malfeasance that's been conducted by the Anglo-American banking complex to basically rig interest rates and rig precious metals to make the dollar look strong. And of course the spearhead of that activity on the part of the Anglo-American banking complex is the Exchange Stabilization Fund, which is a secretive arm of the US Treasury that in my view holds probably many trillions worth of dark, uh, dark dollars, which are used to basically make the dollar look strong. And that could be any part of rigging interest rates or rigging the metals markets to make metals look unattractive, the dollar more attractive. Um, but it, so in any case, I, I, I highlight to you the um, uh, seeming uh, at odds nature of uh, the German regulatory regime with the American regulatory regime. And we, we saw that the follow-on from this was that Deutsche Bank, who had been very active in the uh, London uh, gold fix and silver fix, they exited those markets altogether. Then came they were they were forced to exit the markets. You're saying you're well, saying in my view, you're saying Mafia, their regulator said, ah, ah, "You're yeah. out. You're done playing. You're done with this." Yeah, that's right. They said, "You know, no more metals for you. You're out." That's my and, view. And no more rigging LIBOR and no more rigging forex, and you're out of the rigging yeah. game. Is what they of course did, right. Because shortly, shortly on the on the back of that, Greg, we we saw Deutsche Bank not only exit the markets, the metals markets. We saw them admit that they had rigged. Yeah. So that was the end of the first segment. So they get to they talk about Deutsche Bank, they talk about German regulators, and and their their arm of like the SEC Baffin uh, is is get, gets involved. They start digging into Deutsche Bank. And they start seeing what they were doing, right? And we know we heard LIBOR scandal, right? And we know they, they eventually, not only did they admit to that, they admitted to uh, manipulation in the precious metals markets as well. And, and, and of course, the funny thing was, is, and all the banks were guilty, um, but then Germany, based upon what they saw, now this kind of makes sense, because remember, I've been asking this question, why for 95 years, has it been okay for having everyone storing their gold here in the United States, and now all of a sudden, everybody wants it back? And Kirby says it directly correlates to what they uncovered, what was going on with Deutsche Bank, what was going on with the Treasury Department of the United States, of course, and the Federal Reserve of the United States, and, and and he's going to tie it all together. We're not done. Go ahead. Let's let's get to the next clip, Ramon. They're, they're very aware of how complicit Deutsche Bank has been in in the derivatives markets, uh, 
basically in the interest rate derivative markets because the I've long maintained that the, the uh, counterparty for much of the many, many tens of trillions that the big financial institutions have on their books uh, uh, in, in the interest rate derivatives arena, the counterparty for much of that trade has been the U.S. Treasury and specifically the Exchange Stabilization Fund. When Baffin, when Baffin did their investigations and found out how deep uh, Deutsche Bank's uh, derivatives trading was connected to the uh, basically the U.S. Treasury complex, they freaked out. And they said, you know, you as a German institution, your your job in the world is not to sit here and um, perpetuate the dollar as the world's reserve currency. You're a German financial institution, not a vassal to the Federal Reserve. And, and go ahead. Well, and they they forced them out. They just said, you're not doing this anymore. Well, let's fast forward to now. I mean, it just looks like they're are they trying to make them go under? I mean, they leaked out, leaked out, that they were on a watch list, the U.S. version of Deutsche Bank. They had this big 12 times variance loss, which you think that Baffin on that, on the other side, forced them out, this huge, massive, off the Richter scale loss. Uh, and, and then they, uh, most recently, they failed their stress test. I mean, is the Fed, uh, are they trying to drive Deutsche Bank under? Well, here's- Because they're here's really the weak. But Greg, I, I would characterize it this way. I I believe to begin with, you, no bank has a twelve times of our loss in a day. So the position the position that was reported as being twelve times VAR that you know allegedly value at risk value at risk. The, to me, this had to have been a position that the bank was carrying for some time, and if the bank was carrying this position for some time. Baffin would have been well aware that they were carrying it, and something something provoked Baffin to finally say uh, to Deutsche Bank, "You you are now going to close this position now." And they and they you know it this this twelve times of our loss supposedly in a day it reeks it reeks of uh, I, I'm going to say intervention on the part of a regulator who just said you're, you're getting out of this pool right now. You are closing this position down. We want it shuttered. And so basically it's the German regulator telling Deutsche Bank, you're going to get out of this pool. And then the Americans realizing that Deutsche Bank and how hostile the Germans have become towards the, 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 the criminal activity of, of the U.S. monetary complex, uh, they basically said, okay, you're getting out of our pool? Well, we're going to waterboard you first. And we're going to bring public shame upon you. And well, I they think could that's take them under, couldn't they? Couldn't they take them under doing this? I mean, their stock uh, prices they hit another all-time low. Uh, you know, last week, uh, you know, on I don't know, Thursday or Friday, it was like ten thirty or ten thirty-seven, and then it popped back up for the for the weekend. Uh, but still under eleven dollars a share. I mean, that's what that's what happened to Lehman. They were ten, eleven bucks a share on a Friday, and they were you know worth a penny on Monday. Yeah. So the question now, and you start to you, you start going, you know what that got, that makes sense, right? We, we but, I just couldn't understand why. And now you think about it, what Germany's largest bank, Deutsche Bank, is is on the verge of insolvency, and yet nobody's talking about it, right? And nobody wants to mention it. And and now you know why, because here's what's happened: Germany said, "Hey, you know what? 
And maybe maybe they were living in denial. Maybe they were. Maybe they weren't. But they were like, I can't believe all the stuff you were doing. And, of course, helping the American, right? Helping the dollar. Hey, you're a German institution. You're supposed to be helping the euro. And, and forcing Deutsche Bank out of their position, which, of course, angers the Federal Reserve, which for the first time, I've been doing this for 15 years. Eric, for a lot longer, we've never heard of the, of the central bank or anybody else telling you about a bank that's in trouble. They just don't do it. And yet they did with Deutsche Bank, what, last month? And now they're talking about it is, you know, the game going on between the United States and Germany and the U.S. potentially trying to put Deutsche Bank out of business. And, and we're coming up. We don't have time for the next one. We'll get to the next segment. But he, he, and I think he's right. Kirby's like, hey, listen, you know, Germany will probably bail them out, i.e. like uh, Morgan Stanley or any of those others uh, that were insolvent. And then he's going to talk about, when he, when we're done with that, he's going to talk about the gold market. going to be a wild ending. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, grassroots activist, author of 27 books, and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now... Here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. One of the left's favorite tactics is to take something they don't like and to find a way to make it a dirty word for their opponents. Some examples of this include homophobia and xenophobia. If we were to take a page out of their playbook, I think it would be safe to say that liberals suffer from a severe case of Bible-phobia. It does not matter what form it takes or what context it's put in, liberals cannot stand the idea of the scriptures being anywhere in public life. You don't have to take my word for it. Just listen to what the left's legal arm at the American Civil Liberties Union, or the ACLU, is up to. In Kentucky, the State Board of Education approved a measure to teach the Bible to students as a historically relevant document. The board made it clear that the standards were not to promote the Bible as devotional material, but simply to acknowledge the unquestionable impact it has had on the course of human history. That is not a radical move by the state of Kentucky. Most public school history classes include a brief overview of all major religions in a historical context. The ACLU would hear nothing of it. They immediately filed a lawsuit contending that any mention of the Bible was a violation of the separation of church and state, a liberal catchphrase rooted in neither the Constitution nor American law. Even though the ACLU claims to lead the fight against discrimination, they seem to have no problem discriminating against the Bible. The ACLU is fine with religions being discussed in classrooms, unless it is a religion they do not like. The hypocrisy never seems to end. Despite what the ACLU thinks, the American people are smart enough to know that the Bible has had an undeniably positive effect on our nation and our world. Other examples of texts that matter for our history and for our way of life include the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, which include references to God and our faith tradition that has made America so special. The ACLU might be well served to study those texts. 
Rather than revise history for the sake of political correctness, we should embrace history and the text that made it possible. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. When America turns our back on our Christian heritage, we shouldn't be surprised when biblical precepts like honesty, kindness, respect, justice, and freedom are abandoned. At phyllisschlafly.com, we still believe in rights endowed by our Creator. If you agree, find out more at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back to Radio News Hour. Uh, Rob Kirby, USA Watchdog interview, talking about, and really when you think about the, the connection here, right? We, we, we now understand the reasoning behind Germany wanting its gold back. We now understand why the United States went public about Deutsche Bank. We understand that Germany uh, is, is essentially was saying Deutsche Bank was implicit in helping the, the manipulate the dollar and making the dollar appear stronger than what it ever could possibly be. Uh, and we're going to pick it up from there because it gets better. Ramon, let's go to the next clip. If I say think of something gray, think of something that's gray that's really, really heavy. It has a trunk and big floppy ears and a tail. How many things could that be, Greg? Notice I never said the word elephant. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's only one thing it can be. The fraud. So when, when Morgan Stanley, in the time frame that I'm referencing, when Morgan Stanley grows its, its, its OTC swap book by $10 trillion in six months, there's only one counterparty that's possible. But and that's the ESF. Are, but is the EFF gonna, ESF going to rush in and bail out Deutsche Bank? And it looks no. like they're not going to do that. And it no, almost looks I, like they're trying to, to take okay. them under. Okay, but I mean, just I mean, I mean, are, I mean, isn't that what we're facing here with Deutsche Bank? They're not going to be Morgan Stanley. Their stock is is at all time near all time lows. That well, ESF is not going to bail them out. They're not playing ball with the uh, with the, the 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 Treasury, the Fed Reserve, and the ESF. They're not playing ball with the dollar complex. Are they going to try to take them under? I mean, that's what well, it looks like to me. It could be, but just remember that the European the European Union has has uh, has an entity that uh, plays a lot like the ESF, and that's Mario Draghi and the European Central Bank. So you know what what Mario Draghi and the ECB are capable of, I would not underestimate. You know, but I mean, what it really comes down to, Greg, is I mean, if you're if you're asking the question, should Deutsche Bank fail? Yes. But I mean, you know, Deutsche Bank's derivatives book has declined dramatically from its from its heights. But you know, a lot of American institutions, their derivatives books have shrunk dramatically over the last number of years. And all I'll say is this, Greg: anybody anybody who points to Deutsche Bank's derivatives book and says that's the cause of their problems, well, you know what? You've got you've got American banking institutions. Um, you know, beginning with Morgan Stanley, the top five American banking institutions. You've got you've got uh, Morgan Stanley with a 35 trillion notional book. You've got uh, um, uh, Bank of America with a 36 or seven trillion dollar book, and it's that's been cut in half over the last four or five years. And then you've got uh, Morgan Guarantee Trust with or Morgan Chase, sorry, J.P. Morgan Chase. They've got a they've got a book that's around 50 trillion. And then you've got Citibank that's over 50 trillion. And then the biggest one of them all is Goldman Sachs, and they're in at 58 or 59 trillion in notional. 
And if you think the constituents in Deutsche Bank's Driven's book are materially different than the constituents of these American institutions' Driven's books, you'd be sadly mistaken. So, okay. They all have the same toxic crap in them. So think about that for a minute. First of all, too big to fail, never ended. It's only gotten worse. And I love his point. Listen, if Deutsche Bank is no good, then neither are none are any of these other banks, because if you think Deutsche Bank is holding something different than all the rest of them, you, of course we know that's not true. Let's go to the next part. Uh, and get, getting back to this uh, uh, frictional uh, descriptive that I've given uh, uh, characterizing the relationship between American regulatory interests and German regulatory interests. It was in 2015, Greg, uh, September 2015, that Volkswagen opened a new engine plant in Russia. And that was basically in contravention to American wishes uh, because America wanted to put Russia at the time and still does want to put Russia into an economic penalty box. And, you know, the, uh, as, as the date approached for the opening of the uh, Volkswagen engine plant in Russia, so did the rhetoric between the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency and, and uh, Volkswagen regarding emissions on their diesel engines. And they got a huge fine over that. Sure. But, I mean, the engine plant, the engine plant in Russia opened on September 3rd, and then I think it was less than a week later, the uh, the the charges were actually leveled against uh, Deutsche Bank for I think seventeen billion dollars uh, regarding the emission scandal. And I mean, I mean, the you, you couldn't have a closer uh, you know measure of cause and reaction than this engine plant being opened in Russia, you know, by Volkswagen, and then days later. Uh, Volkswagen is subject to, uh, you know, this this very 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 punitive ridiculousness on the part of the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, saying that Volkswagen cheated. Well, you know what? I'll tell you this because I've actually dug into this because I personally owned, I did own up until yesterday, as a matter of fact, I owned a Volkswagen diesel uh, product myself. And I'll tell you, I did a lot of digging into this, and I, and I know that the German diesel engines are regarded by people in the auto industry around the world as the, the best and the cleanest diesel engines on the planet. So, and they're the most reliable engines, and I'll just tell you this, uh, uh, my, my view of it is that this, this was a slap in the face to Volkswagen and to Germany for not uh, siding with the Americans and shutting down trade and shutting down economic opportunities with uh, you know uh, with with Russia. So and you think it started really with Deutsche Bank and the regulators saying, "All right, absolutely. okay, kids, out of the pool, no more. You're not doing this. You're not proper." Absolutely. They're, they're, you're saying that Deutsche Bank was helping the U.S. Uh, what you've said in the past, hide the sausage you know, all this debt, and prop up the U.S. dollar. That's what you're saying Deutsche Bank was doing. And Baffin, the regulators, said no more. That's right. Think about that, right? And, of course, it all makes sense now. Of course, like we didn't know. Of course, everybody was cheating, and I'm sure everybody knew about it, but now at least we know why, right? And we can understand what, what truly has been happening 
for a long time now. And like I said, it's never the news you get on TV. That's never what's really important. It takes a while. It takes a lot of digging for us to realize what really is happening. We got the big gold segment coming up next. We're going to wrap up uh, Kirby in the next segment. Uh, but just to recap, so Deutsche Bank, when they run a foul and get caught, and, and, and they all got caught, right? Uh, every, the manipulating LIBOR, the precious metals, Mark, you, you name it, all the banks, you know, every bank was Wells Fargo. Whether or not they want to admit it or not, they were all Wells Fargo. When Baffin, the German regulator, gets involved, they under they uncover that that they were Deutsche Bank was helping the United States, and really, essentially, quite simply, overvalue the the U.S. dollar and make it appear much stronger than what it really is. And then all of a sudden, first thing Germany does is say, "Give us our gold back." Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. Uh, with the rest of Kirby when we return. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Before we get to the special, I wanna we're gonna finish here uh, with Rob Kirby. Uh, but just fascinating, right? Now we kind of really understand because one of the things, like with Iran and oil, where's Germany been? Right? They're not supporting us, and and now. Kirby's talking about, hey, remember Volkswagen? Right? The second they opened a plant in, in Russia, the United States got mad and miraculously, oh, you're cheating on, on admissions, which obviously the timing reeks of everybody's been cheating forever. You know, of course, of course they have. Everybody was obvious, at least it appears obvious, and, and, and essentially uh, was trying to bully Germany around, and now Germany. Uh, is like, hey, you know what? We're tired of being bullied, and then they—they they are now the United States is trying to take Deutsche Bank down. So, what's really happening in the gold market? And I'm not talking about what I do, right? Because you know, I'll sell, you know, maybe I'll sell twenty, thirty, fifty, a hundred twenties. I'll sell three, four, five, six, ten cases of silver, depending on 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 the week. But here's a guy that delivers metric tons. In other words, he's helping countries put away gold. What's he saying about the gold market? Let's finish with Kirby here, Ramon. So are you worried about the system going down with this kind of fighting? I mean, this is they're not working together to prop things up. That's what you're saying. They're on opposing teams, and they're, they're pulling their support for the dollar, the Germans which is a big deal, uh, Germany. And so are you saying, uh, are, are you more worried about the financial system going down now with this kind of infighting? Well, I mean, Greg, I've long maintained that uh, uh, fiat money has a life cycle. Just like human beings have life cycles, all plants have life cycles, all animals have life cycles. You know, you have birth, you have adolescence, you have, you know, middle age or adulthood and you know then you have old age and then you have death well by by fiat money's very design it has a life cycle and most fiat money regimes have a life that uh, you know an, uh, an, an estimated lifespan of around 40 years and we've been you know we've been on a, a we depeg from the dollar or America depeg from the dollar 
uh, sorry, uh, depeg de from gold, the, uh, went off the gold standard in August of 1971 when Nixon closed the gold window. So count ahead 40 years. You know, you're, you're at 2011. So at this point, this one, this this current fiat money regime has lasted for 47 years. I would I would tend to bet that this fiat money regime we're currently living in is is an extreme old age. And to me, suggesting that this fiat money regime will continue for another 20 years is is akin to betting that somebody who's 100 years old is going to live to see 120. Uh, what are you, you? I know. Well, I want to get into this because gold's going to get just hammered. And and my friend Greg Marino says, "Listen, what I see is they're hammering gold, silver, Bitcoin. I mean, your uh, silver's down around mining. Of course, it popped up a little bit last week. But he said they're just hammered. They want everybody out of uh, that kind of stuff, and they want them into the stock market, into the U.S. dollar. What are your friends? Uh, you arrange uh, uh, the the uh, buy and sell, mostly the buy." Of tonnage of gold for people. What are you? What are you saying on the world market where you're arranging gold by the ton for people? What are they? What are your contacts telling you about what's going on right now? Uh, the demand for physical metal has never been higher than it is right now, and I would actually characterize the demand coming out of the Far East as being acute right now. What does that mean? What, what are they saying to you? They can't get enough. They can't. There's not enough physical metal to satisfy the amount of dollars they wish to put to work in obtaining physical metal. Does that, mean, does that mean people are trying to get out of the dollar? Are your clients trying to shed all their dollars, all their treasury bonds? Are they trying to get get away from it? Let's just say they're they're they're, they're trying they're trying to exchange uh, dollars for physical metal in in extreme amounts. Yes, that is that is occurring whether anyone wants to admit it. And despite the paper games and the attacks coming on paper exchanges, uh, well, like COMEX and, and, and even the LBMA, where they, where they pound, the, pound the living daylights out of the uh, paper price of metals, the, the demand for physical metal, Greg, is unrelenting and it's insatiable and the people that want it cannot get enough. Uh, you said a long time ago that this is going to end when China, I guess, and other people don't get their gold. That they're that when they can't get gold anymore, that's when the whole thing ends. Are we getting close to the point which you predicted a few years ago that said, you know, this is going to end when people stop getting their gold? Yeah, basically, and then and and that's 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 akin to saying, you know, when when you're when you're committed to kicking a can down the road, Greg, at some point you run out of road, and we're very close to running out of road. So, and betting, like I say, betting, betting on this, betting on this fiat money system to continue operating as we've known it for you know our lives, uh, is 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 in my view like betting on somebody. You know, it's like trying to try, try buying insurance on somebody who's a hundred years old. You can't. Nobody will sell it to you. But yet, the powers that be seem very committed to uh, trying to tell us or trying to make us believe. That's you know, some metaphorically, someone who's 100 is going to live to see 120 or 150 for that matter, and you know, that's it's never happened. So, and it won't here. I, I People know. don't live that long. That was Rob Kirby on USA Watchdog, and and he said, despite what you what they want you to believe, physical demand for gold has never been this strong. Of course, we hear just the opposite here. 
right? And of course, it's paper. It's manipulated. He says the the clients, you know, out of the you, you know who he's talking about, right? He's talking about China. He's talking about India. He's talking about Russia. Saying they can't buy enough of it, right? They're buying everything that comes. They're buying and talking about the duration, the life cycle of fiat money and saying that this one's about ready to end. And of course, that makes sense. We're right here at the end of this huge debt bubble. Patriot Radio News Hour got a great special before you head off for your barbecues and Fourth of July weekend. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Again, if you want to listen to the entire uh, Kirby interview, if you go to our archives, uh, July the second. Uh, just click on July twenty eighteen and scroll down. Uh, you'll you, you'll see it there, and you can listen to the whole interview. Uh, fascinating, really. Just separating it all for us. Uh, and making it so easy to understand. Uh, and I loved his, his point at the very end, talking about uh, the life cycle of fiat money and, and, and all these people out there betting and saying that the dollar is going to be around 20 years from now, 30 years from now, uh, is akin to saying someone is 100 that's going to live to be uh, 120. Uh, I don't like those odds either. Uh, and, and really, when you think about what Germany's done, got a great answer to what what was behind that move. What Russia and, and Asia and China and every really everybody else in the world is doing, stockpiling gold while they're trying to convince you and manipulating the paper markets. Uh, make sure you take the time to put it away. Did the bottom happen yesterday? Sure looks that way, right? Uh, Dow's down 150, gold's up big today, $1,255, silver's up to $16 to the ounce. Here's what we got going today. Last call here, rolls of silver, Eagles, uh, $380 a roll on silver, Eagles. These are going to be backdate rolls, the U.S. Silver Eagles, $380 a roll on silver on the gold side. U.S. $10 Indian. And, you know, $10 Indians usually run, what, about 40 50 bucks more than a regular $10 Liberty. Today, just for five extra bucks, $675. That is a great 4th of July special. The $10 Indians, the Indians, the best coin, at least in my opinion, America ever minted. U.S. $10 Indian gold pieces. This is the Lady Liberty with the Indian headdress on, $675 today at 800-951-0592. Place your orders today. Uh, Again, remember, we will be closed tomorrow for the 4th of July holiday. If you need to get a hold of us, leave us a message, and we will return your call uh, when we get back here on Thursday. 
But to repeat, U.S. Silver Eagle Rolls, $380 a roll. U.S. $10 Indian Gold Pieces, $675. For, so for an extra 5 bucks, instead of getting a Liberty, you can get an Indian 800 951 0592. I hope all of you listen. Have a great weekend. Spend some, you know, you know me, right? If you can, spend that time with your family. Uh, enjoy the holidays. Be safe. Uh, use Uber and Lyft. Listen, these people are working two, three, four jobs. Don't drive around uh, hammered and all that stuff. If you're going to the lakes, try to beat the heat. Have a wonderful, wonderful holiday, and we'll see you on Thursday. 